You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Last week, we talked about if God is good, why is there evil? So let's continue our uh, conversation on that. Repeat that after me. If God is good, why is there evil? Amen. So this is part two on that. And uh, those of you, you guys, you may be seated. We appreciate you and uh, your participation. But this series began uh, with the subject or the title, Why Blame God? Will you say that? Why blame God? In other words, when things go wrong, people immediately begin to look for causation. <laughs> and for some reason, God is always to blame. So throughout this teaching, we've learned that everything, someone say everything that goes on in your life is not God trying to show you something or get you to learn a lesson. Everything that goes on in your life. Say this, everything that goes on in my life does not mean that God created this. Everything that goes on in the world does not mean that God is the instigator, that God created the calamity, that God created the destruction. So, so most oftentimes we blame God for everything. And I've said this, and I always give you a little review, then I go into new information. Uh, let me get James just to give you a little context. Then I'm, I'm going to come back and uh, elaborate a little bit more on the book of James. James chapter number 1, verses 13 through uh, 17. Uh, the, I think the New Living Tra- or either translation, well, we'll see this. Um, but let me say this. Uh, And when we blame God, we make God, I said this, it bears repeating, we make God a victim of our war against responsibility. So our war against responsibility is literally war on God. And when we attack those whom we blame with negative judgment, such as God and man, we hold them hostage in our minds. And that's important to know because when you blame someone from the wrong point of view, then everything outside of that is obscured. So if I think God is the reason for everything bad that happens, my perception of God is going to be bad. Therefore, it would affect my spiritual worship. It will affect every facet of your life. That's why it's important that before you blame God, you make sure that you consulted God on the matter. Amen. This is good to know because you have a lot of Christians who have even abandoned the faith because they thought God did it. Or somebody, even some preachers said God did it. God doesn't need any extra angels. Now, let me say this. Why? Because you were created in the image of God, not angels. The scripture says the angels are in awe of you. what is man that you were so mindful of him so when somebody dies prematurely that's not God needing an extra angel 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm, I was created in the image of God, not angels. They're going to revelation for somebody. Angels are in all of you. So when we blame God, we hold him hostage. When we blame man, we hold them hostage. That's why it's good that I see this thing right. Because when my eye is bad, we learned this throughout this teaching of Matthew 6. My whole body is filled with darkness. And that's not of God. Ready? Let's read this. When someone is tempted, he shouldn't say that God is tempting him. God cannot be tempted by evil. And God does not tempt anyone with evil. Now, just let me say this. In James chapter 1, you see James telling us to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, he's talking to a believer, Jews who were dispersed because of persecution. They were scattered throughout Rome. And he said, man, when you go through because of this persecution, you know, rather than complaining, what good can I get out of this? Out of this? Hmm. Count it joy. I'm not happy that I'm going through. But if my attitude is right, me going through can be a testimony for the man or woman that comes behind me. So, so, so now, now let me say this. Will God allow me to be tested in certain areas? Sure. Is he tempting me with evil? No. Why? Because he cannot be tempted with anything that's considered evil. Now, why am I tempted? Everyone is tempted by his Oh, do y'all see this? Everyone reading that loud. Everyone is tempted by his own desires as they lure him away and trap him. Then desires become pregnant and give. Verse 16, 17. Do y'all see this? My dear brothers and sisters, do not be. Look, don't be fooled. Wait, hold on. Stop blaming everything that goes wrong on God. Did you even ask God about this situation? And I gave you three pertinent, three pertinent questions to ask God or to ask before you blame God. Can I get those? Sure. On your podcast. Amen. Every good, <laughs> my dear brothers and sisters, don't be fooled. Now look at verse 17. Every good present and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father who made the sun, moon, stars. Watch this. The Father doesn't change like the shifting shadows produced by the sun and the moon. God decided to give us life through the word of truth to make us his most. Listen, you are God's most important creatures. So why would he inflict evil or harm on you? Guys, we have to understand this because if I'm a Christian who has a warped view or perception of God, kingdom, worship, what we, I know we are the church, but what we call church, that's not going to be important to you. So you will come when it's convenient. You will worship out of convenience. You will give out of convenience. Why? Because I really, you know, I, I believe I'm saved, but all this other stuff is questionable. So there's really no passion. And why would you be passionate about somebody who thinks does you? Would you be passionate about somebody who does you wrong? So if your view is flawed, why would you be passionate about the things of God? Amen. Now. So I wanted to show you that, and we'll come back to that later. But let me go back to where I left off on uh, last week. Proverbs 19, verse 2 and 3. This is another one of our foundational scriptures. Good news translation. When things go wrong, people immediately remember this. They immediately look for causation. Who did it? 
And it amazes me, they point the finger at everyone but themselves. What role did I have in the matter? Even James 1, and stay right here, he tells us, uh, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give it to you liberally. So even when I don't know, uh, 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 the, when I don't know God's uh, wisdom on the matter, when there's something I, I, I can't put where the will of God is not known, he said, man, get the wisdom from me. I give it to you. But you know what, most happen, what happens most often time? We don't seek the wisdom. So when bad things happen, we think, listen to this. So when bad things happen, we think that God is either wrongly doing them or we wrongly uh, or, or he's uh, wrongly allowing them to be done. So every time something bad happens, we think God is wrongly doing it or wrongly allowing them to be done. So what happens? People resent God for the way their life is going and the way or the shape that the world is in. Why are there tornadoes and tornadoes and hurricanes and all these catastrophes? Why would God allow that to happen? Anybody like to know? Because he gets blamed. Oh, God had to send Matthew. Why did God have to send Matthew? Because if God wanted to get your attention, he don't need Matthew, Mark, Luke. Uh, 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 Katrina. And, and this, this is the point. This is what we are proving throughout this teaching. That we cannot legitimately... Blame God for everything that goes on in our life and everything that goes wrong in the world. We cannot legitimately say God is behind every act. And we walk through the scripture and see proof of this. Enthusiasm without knowledge is not good. And patience will get you into trouble. Some people, you know what? Here go proof right here that God is not behind every ruin. Some people ruin themselves by their, by their, own stupid actions and they then blame God. Now I went here last week I think it would be good to go over again Uh, we said of course if God is good why is there evil let's go to the book of beginnings Genesis 1 verses 1 and verse 31 Genesis the book of beginnings this is where everything was created Verse, let's start at verse 1. Then we'll go back to verse 31. Let's read this out loud. In the, in the, wait, hold on. When, when was the beginning? What was before the beginning? Who? Okay, okay. okay. He, he's from eternity's past. God, okay. Say what you believe. And if you're wrong, we'll correct you. Is that a trick question? In the beginning, who created? Darwin is entitled to his theory or his opinion. Hawkins, 
That's all it is. Their theory. They're entitled to that. But in the beginning, God created. Because there is no explanation for something that said it was created out of nothing. No physical thing. Are you here? In the beginning, y'all saying this like you don't believe it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? The earth was, was without form, void, and darkness was placed upon the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hoping over the waters. Do y'all see this? Then God said, and we know the rest. Now let's go to verse 31. What did, now, we're trying to find where evil came from. So in order to really argue that, we have to start at the beginning. Now, after God made everything, of course, we see man coming next. But notice what happens here. He said, then God, he did what? Saw that everything that he made, hold on, everything that he created was good. Was No, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. But we saw that everything, then God saw that everything he had made was, what's the opposite of good? You can say evil. Don't be scared to say evil. Now, okay, Genesis 2. We see in the beginning, you need to write this down. Everything God made was good. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Let's go to Genesis 2, 15 and 17, New King James. Okay. Genesis chapter 2. Then God took the, this is course, uh, and I told you before, man, the Lord told Adam he would, would he created the woman for him, but he was not alone because God was there. He just said, it's not good that you be alone. Not that he was alone because God was there. In other words, he was, in essence, he was saying, man, uh, I'm going to make a companion for you. I know you're tired of looking at giraffes, bears, and elephants, and tigers, <laughs> lions, and tigers, and bears. Are you here? <laughs> then the Lord took who? Then the Lord God took the man. What did he do? Put him where? In the garden of Eden to, to, to tend it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded him, saying, of every tree. Do y'all see this? Of every tree of the garden, you may what? Freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day, what's going to happen? Now, why did God put the tree there? I asked this last week. Who remembers? Okay, boy. God, God put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden to give Adam and Eve a choice to obey or disobey. So they he put he put it there whereby man would have the freedom to choose to obey God or disobey. That's why the scripture lets us know whosoever will wills to come. So you have to will 
to worship, to receive. This is so good. I think I'm going to take, I'm not, I'm not asking, I normally ask for your permission, but I'm taking an extra 10 today just because it's good. So why did God put the, the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the garden? To give Adam and Eve a choice. Come on, help me out. Look, to choose or he gave them the ability of choice whereby they could choose to obey or disobey. They were free to do anything they wanted except eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, <laughs> why would God make man and woman free more agents? Write this down. I'll give it to you again. If God had not given Adam and Eve the choice, they would have essentially, again, been androids or robots, simply doing what they were programmed to do. How would you like being forced to do everything? What's the use of having a mind if you can't choose? We might as well take your brain out and put a battery in you. God created Adam and Eve to be free beings, able to make decisions, able to choose between good and evil. Then, too, in order for Adam and Eve to really or truly be free, they had to have the power of choice. They had to have it. You getting this? And I said this last week, there was nothing intrinsically evil about the tree that, was, that God forbade them to eat. So it wasn't necessarily the tree. The sin was disobeying. The sin was in disobeying God. So there was no magical fruit in the tree itself. Now, we, earlier I mentioned, you know, about calamities and things going on in the world. Let's see something. Adam and Eve's sin of disobeying God brought corruption into their lives as well as the world. Write this down. So as a result of sin, sin, as a result of them disregarding God, sin was brought into the world. As a result, you have suffering, you have sickness, you have death, you have uh, 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 world calamities. And it's been happening ever since. Notice the Lord told Adam, if you eat in the day that you eat of, you shall surely die. Well, when they ate, they didn't die immediately. But there was a spiritual separation and alienation from God, which because they disregarded God, it would bring about a physical death. That's why men, you know, of course, we, we were made to live eternally, eternally and will. Notice how they went from living 900 and plus years to because of sin, it gets shorter and shorter. Understand this. When they sin, not only, listen, listen to how I'm saying this and I'm going to show you in scripture. When they sinned, it was not only a death sentence for man, 
It was a death sentence for the earth. I'm going to show you. Genesis 3.17. Somebody look at me like, please. <laughs> Y'all here? Then, watch this. See, because what's happening, here's what's happening. You're meeting people, you're trying to share Jesus, and you meet somebody who, whose vision is obscure. Well, why is that evil? And, and since some don't have a defense, they walk away. I'm trying to give you a defense. Why they evil? Yeah, why? Then they say, why the Lord take my brother? See, who, first of all, who said the Lord took your brother? The scripture tells us why live foolish and die before your time. Who told your brother to go ride down the highway on one wheel at 150 miles per hour and no helmet? Was that God? That's just an example. Then to Adam he said, because... You have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you should not eat. Cursed is thee for your sake. Hold on. Uh, come on. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil shall, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Cursed is the ground. Write this word down. It's the Hebrew word Adamah. A-D-A-M-A-H. Adamah. And this is what that word means. Earth, land. <laughs> so, and that's what we're saying. Cursed is the earth. Cursed is the land. Because you disregarded me. So the earth was cursed. Because of what Adam did. Some of you intellects, look it up, strong concordance, and help me out. It means earth, land. Curse is the earth now. Why? Because sin had entered the earth. That's why the scripture talks about a new Jerusalem. God is going to make all things new. Why? Because this one has been tainted. And as long as it exists, men will still have the ability. So I got to wipe all that nonsense out. And at that moment, the earth is like, wait a minute. Why you do me like that? I was sent here for your good. All you had to do was take care of me. And as long as you're good to me, I will be good to you. Romans 8, give me verses 21, 22, and 23, New Living Translation. Romans 8, let me show you something. So, 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 why are there hurricanes? Because the earth was cursed. 
and, and listen, and, and, and all this has to play out. If you studied your Bible, you will see things like this will happen in order for us to get the new one. This one is decaying just like man. New Living Translation. Give me the New Living Translation. Are you here? Let me show you something. Start at verse 20. Watch this. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. That word creation, it talks about in the beginning, what was formed from the beginning. The formation from the beginning. <laughs> what God created in Genesis because of Adam was cursed. Are you here? Notice it said against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. But with watch, even the world, he said, but even the world is waiting to get its new body just like you. The creation, look, 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 verse 21. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and it's in other words, I'm looking to get back to that original state before Adam and Eve disregarded God where we all can just enjoy Jesus and one another. The creation looks forward. In other words, he's saying the, the, the earth is even anticipating a new body that's not affected with sin. Watch this. For, look, look at verse 22. For we know that all creation has been groaning. Do you see this? As in the pains of childbirth right up. To, for, for, for ever since then, the earth is... Man, I can't wait to get this to, to this thing until I get my real or my new body. You, you want one? Your bodies want one too? Go, let's go down a little bit more. What verse 23, 24 is that? And we believers also grown, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, we long for our bodies to be released from sin and why does suffering become sin entered the world? Does that mean God is, is behind all forms of suffering and affliction? No. Why? Because sin entered. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. And I, and I wanted to show you that because do not say that God is orchestrating every hurricane, every tornado, every form of world disaster. Stop saying God is doing it. Are you here? Ah, man. You want to blame somebody? Blame Adam. Blame Adam. <laughs> Here she come again. <laughs> she ain't coming today. We're gonna leave her alone today. So, so, so if if Adam, 
talking about that voice. Well, Reverend, if... <laughs> I, I, I showed you uh, in Romans last week, you don't have to go there, I, Isaiah 45, excuse me, Isaiah 45, that God is not the creator of moral evil. It was, it, I, I showed you, uh, it, it, was, it was a common thing in Old Testament scripture uh, that God allowed disaster on those who continually rebelled against him. He allowed it. Why? Because they disregarded him. But they had, just like they had the freedom to do right, blessed if you do this, then this would happen if you would choose differently. Are you here? That's why even if somebody want to try to justify whatever in the old covenant, under the new covenant, under the dispensation and recipients of grace, where do you see God saying, if you do this, I'm going to bring about. Now, watch this now. That doesn't mean that there are not consequences behind some nonsense. But, but, but don't go out here and do something then say, God did that. Wow. Man, this is good. In order to have a real choice, listen to this, God had to allow there to be something besides good to choose. But he is not the creator of evil. You, you know what? If you will only do what's right, you know what happened? What's evil spelled backwards? So if you just stop doing disregarding God, you will. Why? Because I have come that you may have live life and have it more. Uh, but when you don't live, in other, when you disregard me, expect. Matter of fact, I showed you in weeks past when Lord said, man, it's an evil thing to abandon a good God. Are you here? That was just a little nugget. So, 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 so here we had God allowing these free moral agents, talking about Adam and Eve, to choose good or reject evil. Hmm. And I gave you this little nugget. I'm not going back over this again. Last week we talked about how according to law of physics, what we consider cold is in reality the absence of what? Heat. Heat is a form of energy. If something is warm and it has more energy in it, and if it's cold, it has what? Less energy. That's a nugget. See, sister, fallings for more uh, information on that. No, no, for real, for real. Now, I, 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 can, can I give you a nugget? Now, we also said that similarly, darkness does not exist. It is the absence of light. Darkness is the absence of. Darkness is the absence of. 1 John 5, no, 1 John 1, verse 5, New King James Version. 
evil is the absence of good, or better, evil is the absence of God. I like that. Evil is the absence of God. Say that. Evil is the absence of God. Watch this. God did not have to create evil, but rather only allow for the absence of good. Chew that for about, chew that. Darkness is the absence of, darkness is the absence of, this is the message, this is the message, which we have heard from him and declare to you, God, no, no, that God is light. Hold on. The absence. What we, what we just said a few minutes ago. Thank you. That, that's see. Y- y- I'm make sure y'all good. Darkness is <laughs> kind of like oh you forgot. Look, look look Darkness is the absence of. Darkness is the absence of. Say it again. Preach. God, no, no, for real, because he's getting it. He's getting this. Everybody looking at it. Y'all still on Darwin's theory, man. Get, get in it. Follow me. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, declare to you that God is light. Who's light? Darkness is the absence of. And in him is no darkness at all. So when you see people who are out here doing crazy things, they're just absence or void of light. God is light. So when you see a lot of this evil being perpetrated, you know what I'm trying to say. Perpetuated. Perpetuated. You know what I'm trying to say. Y'all know what I'm saying. Keep going on and on. Over and over. It's because... They do not have any light. And God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. So when you see a lot of this evil and nonsense going on, that lets us know that people are void of the So when people mistreat you and that crazy, just love them because I know you are just void of some light. That's why you walk in darkness. But if you have some light. Listen, it's not ironic that in physics that that, that darkness is the absence (laughs) of light. So when you see all of this nonsense and people act, no, they don't have the light. Why, why, why is she act like that? She's void of light. Why he, why he so mean? He void of light. That's why when you in something pitch dark, you don't have no idea what you are doing where you are going because you cannot see. So that's why people stumble and do a lot of nonsense because they are in darkness which is the absence of who's the light?
If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.